Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? I'm Caleb Anglin, your host, and with me from now on, Cade Ritchie. This is the In the End Zone podcast, episode two with Cade, episode 21 in general. Uh, Cade, how are we doing today? I'm doing pretty well. I'll say thanks for having me on again. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a reoccurrence every week, so I'm excited for it. I'm very excited as well. Um, let's just hope you don't lose the file again. Well, uh, today uh, we're going to be hitting our week one recap and we'll do week two predictions. Um, I had fun last episode doing our uh, season predictions. Obviously, by the looks of it with week one, some of our predictions may be wrong by the end of the season, but it's only week one. So there's a lot of football to be done still and to be played. Um, but we can start off with week one. Uh, let me share my screen with you real quick. We can get to this and it'll go to the schedule. We got our games, so we start off with Thursday Night Football. We got Texans in Kansas City, the defending champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, what what do you, what is your take on this game? Like, do you think do you think this shows more about the Chiefs or the Texans? Um, honestly, I think it shows a good bit about the Chiefs. Um, the Texans started out on offense uh, doing pretty well. They established the run, and actually, uh, David Johnson looked really good in uh, that first drive they had. Um. But with the Chiefs, they started out a little bit slow. Uh, they went down 7-0, and then uh, they're just the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is a GOAT, and uh, defense actually played pretty well. Um, Tyron Matthew was doing his thing back there. And uh, I just thought that the Chiefs did look actually pretty good in this game, um, despite their slow start. I mean, yeah, I'll have to agree with you. Obviously, I watched that game. I think everybody watched that game. If you're a football fan, regardless of what team you're rooting for, you're still going to watch that game because it's opening night. Um, now, I think, I think to be honest with you, I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think that this shows more about the Texans just because um, the Chiefs, we know what the Chiefs are. Obviously, they just won. Uh, they had MVP the year before their Super Bowl run, and then the year after that, they won the Super Bowl. And then this year they're probably going to go back-to-back, -back, at least make the Super Bowl, I would assume. Um, now, with Kansas City, like, you know what you're going to get. You have former MVP. You have a guy that's probably going to win it this year. He goes for 211 and three touchdowns, only gets sacked one time, doesn't throw any picks because that's just Pat Mahomes for you. He's just going to put up these great numbers. And they had their starting running back, uh, who should have been Super Bowl MVP, but it was taken away from him. But he's replaced because he opted out of the season. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, rookie, comes in here and just goes berserk, touches the ball 25 times on the ground, 138 yards and a touchdown. Um, he just looked like he's already a pro. He's looked like he's been in the league for a few years. You know, he's just, he's just that good. And they didn't even utilize him to his strengths like he had in LSU. He was more of a receiving back. And – um, they didn't even really use him that much. Like, they, they targeted him twice, but he didn't catch the ball either time. So, um, but on the ground, he just looked insane. And, like, you just add another weapon to this. And they barely used Tyreek Hill. I mean, yeah, he did have a touchdown, but they barely used him like they usually do, you know, because we know he could go for 100 yards like that. Like, he's, he's just that good of a receiver. And we know Sammy Watkins every single year for the past three years, he's had a good first game. And then the rest of the season, he's just he just disappears. I was um, off the face of the earth. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think, you know, once the once the season progresses, the Chiefs are going to look better and better. This was the first game, and we already got a good glimpse of what they they are able to do. 
and they just look like they haven't missed a beat. You know, they started off slow, but eventually they're going to keep – they're going to start out like it's the middle of the game. You know what I mean? Um, but the Texans, the, the reason being that I think that the Texans, it shows more about them is because they traded DeAndre Hopkins and they added David Johnson from that trade. And you can tell that they're kind of in a rebuild mode. They have their franchise quarterback who is great, regardless of him losing the game. You know, he's still a great quarterback. Um, but, you know, they have a, like they don't they have weapons, but they don't utilize them to their ability that they should be able to. Randall Cobb didn't get a catch until about the fourth quarter. And he's one of the veteran guys you bring in to give DeAndre, or to give Deshaun Watson a, a, a another weapon, and it just he didn't work out. You use Will Fuller the most, which I get it, but like you also barely use Brandon Cooks, and obviously he was dealing with an injury at the time. But still, like I just don't understand. But I think that the Texans showing that they can run the football, but they they're not throwing. I think every other game, it's it's not going to be balanced. It's going to be one or the other. And I think to win a game as the Texans, you got to be able to do both. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that. And I like what you said there. Um, you know, it did show a good bit about the Texans with uh, how because I think that personally, the loss of um, DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, that is a real tough one. But I did like what, what Will Fuller did. Uh, he stepped up pretty well as the uh, he, he looked did. like the clear and cut uh, wide receiver one to me. Um, and you know he's had injury problems, but if he stays healthy, I mean uh, he had a, a decent stat line. He had uh, eight receptions, 112 yards. Um, he didn't get any touchdowns. Um, which you'd like to see more production out of that, but he's more of a deep threat guy, kind of burner. Yeah. And he gets those uh, run after catch yards. But which, um, yeah, no, I was disappointed in Brandon Cooks, really. Um, I think that he's got the potential to still be a great wide receiver, um, you know, barring any injuries. But yeah, the the uh, lack of production from Randall Cobb and Brandon Cooks uh, needs to get addressed with them. Um, yeah, yeah, on the other sure. side, though, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, I think, you know, Brandon Cooks, I think him and – I think it's like there's some teams like you don't never necessarily have a clear-cut number one receiver. You got two that could easily do it, you know. Mm -hmm. So, I think this is one of those teams because I think Brandon Cooks, when he's healthy, can be a number one, but he also could be a second option or just be like a slot receiver. But so is Will Fuller. Like they can just keep switching, you know. And so is Randall Cobb. He's also a slot guy that can – you know, we saw it whenever he got that uh, – like the first time he touched the ball during the game, he, it was like a little bubble screen. And he got like 15 yards or like 12, 15 yards on it. So, I mean, it's just – it's going to be one of those things where Deshaun Watson needs to, you know, build relationships and chemistry with his receivers to be able to be successful this season. Yeah, no. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, um, Clyde Edwards hilarious. looks good. He yeah, looks dude. really good. I thought J.K. Dobbins was the best running back out of this class. But Clyde Edwards hilarious. If you just saw how – explosive he was I mean it is ridiculous he can cut on a dime and then he can go from zero to 100 instantly um he is fun to watch he is uh, really good I think the loss of Damian Williams you know they knew Clyde Edwards Hilaire was going to be good I didn't know that he would be necessarily that good I thought he'd you know at least start out kind of average and they wouldn't put pressure on him but um no he took everything and ran with it he was amazing which, I mean, um, this is coming against a Houston defense who lost their interior, their best interior lineman, which would be DJ Reader. He went to Cincinnati. So, that is a big loss for them. But, like, they got to have guys in the middle of the field, like linebackers. Like, I know they got Whitney Merciless, Bernardrick McKinney. Like, they got guys like that. But, like, you got to make a stop at the line of scrimmage sometimes, man. Come on. You can't let a rookie get 140, about 140 yards on you first game. Um, but uh, if you're done, if we're done talking about that game, we can move on to the next game. Um, we got Raiders at Panthers. 
Las Vegas gets a dub 34 to 30. What are your thoughts on this game, Kate? Because, I mean, really, if you look at it, it's uh, the debut of Teddy Bridgewater. And honestly, he didn't, he, him and Derek Carr both had similar games. He didn't necessarily look great like he did last year with the Saints. He already lost more games this year than he did last year. You know what I mean? And he was, he'd been in that system the whole year. So I just don't – I don't know. Where do you think um, – do you think this one shows more about the Panthers' abilities or inabilities, I guess you could say, or do you think the Raiders are going to be pretty solid? Um, like you had said earlier, it's week one. Um, team, you know, it looked a little bit preseason-esque as far as, you know, missed tackles, uh, miscommunication, sloppy plays. Um, the biggest thing that it showed me, though, is uh, the Raiders uh, – O-line seemed to be playing fairly well. And Josh Jacobs, if you had him on his fantasy team, like on your fantasy team like I did, um, he went absolutely berserk. He had three touchdowns. And uh, I think that they can move the ball on the ground very well. And Josh Jacobs is a great running back. But um, also, uh, Henry Ruggs, he didn't have any touchdowns or anything, but he had a few good plays. And uh, he looked good out there. Um, And then Nelson Aguilar played pretty well. Yeah, you got uh, He only had one reception, but he had that touchdown. Yeah, and, uh, he looks like he can catch. <laughs> I think that's the best play he's had in a while, especially with his downfall in Philly. Um, but also, like, the thing I saw with these teams, I think these are two very similar teams. Obviously, we see the score, 34-30, they barely won. And um, I think that Teddy Bridgewater and Derek Carr both had similar games. And I think Jacobs and McCaffrey both also had similar games. I think they're both, like, the same type of team where, like, they don't have the greatest quarterback in the world, but they have a decent one that can get the job done at times. But they have running backs that are out of this world. And I don't care what anybody says about Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he's only been in the league. This is his third season. But he's going to be one of those better backs in the league like sooner rather than later. And he's already showed it with three touchdowns in the first week. So, And against a Carolina defense team – or a defense in Carolina that is young, they – did you? We talked about it last week. I think they used all their picks on defensive players. They didn't use one on an offensive player. So they're really trying to build up this defense. And Jake, Josh Jacobs just ran all over him. And he had six. He had four catches for 46 yards also. So, I mean, they just need to – but it, it is week one like we, we talked about. And there's going to be some games coming up also that I want to talk about um, that I think that these teams just – I just had miscommunications and there's a lot of new guys and a lot of new systems and they've been in places for so long that they come to a new system and it just doesn't, it's not working out the first week and everybody's stressing about it, but it's only week one guys. We didn't have a preseason and everybody just needs to stop worrying. Yeah. And the off season was short and it's been a whole, it's yeah. been a weird whole uh, startup so far. For sure. Very entertaining though. I did. I was so happy to have football back. Oh yeah, me too. Um, but we can move on to the Eagles and the Washington football team. Washington football team wins 27 to 17. And um, I, what I, what I saw from this game is that there was a reason that the Eagles took Jalen Hurts in the second round. I'm just going to say that right now. I think they've been seeing it. Carson Wentz, you know who he reminds me of? Because although – you won't – I mean, you probably won't think, oh, this guy was nearly as good as Carson Wentz. But he had his years where he was decent. Sam Bradford, because he was a very – he went high in the draft. He didn't go – I don't think he went nearly two. But uh, he went high in the draft, and he was supposed to be this next big guy. And Carson Wentz was also supposed to – you know, and he did have a good season where they made the playoffs and they won the Super Bowl, but he didn't play in the, in the offseason. 
And we've seen what he's done in the offseason. He hasn't done anything, really. <laughs> um, but um, I think Carson Wentz just – I don't know if he's the answer long-term, especially with his – like, he just – he doesn't have great – he doesn't make great decisions. He's not a very good at decision-making. And I think he's also very injury-prone. So he kind of reminds me a little bit about – a little bit of Sam Bradford. And I think he's better than Sam Bradford. But at the same time, they're kind of similar. If you get what I'm saying, you may not. Um, but I think that the story of this game is definitely the Washington football team's defense because the offense just ran it down their throats, dude. Peyton Barber had two touchdowns, um, and I think they were both at the goal line. Like, they were both in the red zone at least. And Dwayne Haskins had a touchdown pass. Um, but their defense, Chase Young, dude, looks real, and I know you're a huge fan of him. Um, what did you think was the answer? How did you think the Washington football team got back into this game and got the dub? Um, I think the biggest thing is Carson Wentz had two interceptions. Um, and, yeah, like you said on that decision-making, he wasn't making a, a couple great decisions. Um, if you watch through, uh, there's a lot of times I thought that he could uh, could have thrown the ball away. He held on to the ball way too long. Uh, Washington, they had eight sacks, which not to discredit their D-line, but uh, Philly's O-line was horrendous that game. If you and watched that's supposed it, to be one of the better offensive lines in football. Yeah, I know they had Lane Johnson hurt, and then I feel like they had one more on their O-line hurt, which, you know, that contributed to it definitely. But, uh, yeah, no, the Washington's defense was great. I mean, they, ha they have uh, five former uh, first-round picks on the D-line. They have Jonathan Allen, uh, De'Aaron Payne, Montez Sweat, and uh, I'm forgetting the best one, uh, Chase, Young. Chase Young. Yeah, and, and Ryan yeah, no, Perry, Chase Young. him. Muncie Central, baby. Yeah, no, he played – Chase Young played amazingly. I think he had a sack and a half, and then he had Fourth a fumble. Uh, fumble sack. Yeah. He he had a great debut, and I think he's one of the better um, – he's definitely going to be the best defensive rookie out of that class probably, but I think, you know, uh, I think I think he's got a bright future for sure, and I think he's going to be the lifeline of this defense moving forward. And I think it's crazy how they just came back. They just had uh, – Dwayne Haskins look uh, – calm he looked calm he wasn't you know he wasn't running for his life or nothing I mean he didn't have the greatest of games but I mean he he didn't look like he like last season when you watched him play he did make a lot of bad decisions yeah he did get sacked three times but he didn't turn the ball over which is good for him <laughs> and he I mean he didn't obviously only threw for 178 in a touchdown but you know and also another thing I want to hit on is that um their run game on Washington they have three backs that were supposed to be, you know, like J.D. McKissick was the, was named the starter, but he had three carries for negative two yards. What does that even mean? <laughs> and then they had Peyton Barber, who had two touchdowns, like I like I pointed out. But then they had this guy they drafted this season, uh, this offseason, Antonio Gibson, who was supposed to be the next big thing and barely really touched the ball. He had nine carries for 36 yards. He didn't really do much. So uh, I don't, I'm excited to see how that running back committee comes full form in a, in a couple weeks when people start actually getting – into the season, getting their systems down, everything, and they come as a team, you know what I mean? Yeah, once they get their identity, yeah, no. Uh, they they were in a pretty good situation with running backs. I mean, had, coming into the season, they had Darius Geis, who even, I, think he beat, I think he beat somebody up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they had, to, they had to cut him. But, uh, yeah, I, I wanted Darius Geis to do really well. I'm sick that I'm not getting to see him because he is a dog. He but, may um, come back eventually. There's some teams that are like, I don't care about your past. Just come make my football team good. There's some teams like that. You know what I mean? As I should. I yeah, like the Patriots. As what? Um, 
But uh, we can move on to the next game. Um, Seahawks at Falcons. Um, the Atlanta Falcons, I'll say, uh, they look great in their new jerseys, but they didn't look great on the field, and that's uh, that's really what matters. Uh, Matt Ryan did put up a solid performance, though, 450 yards, two touchdowns, threw one pick, but they lost by two possessions. So that tells me one thing, and that is that they need to figure it out. They need to get Julio in the end zone. He he just has these monster games and has for so long, but yet nothing comes out of it, you know. And, you know, ever since they made the Super Bowl and blew the big lead that they did because Kyle Shanahan can't keep a lead to save his life, um, they just all they just fell off, you know, and they haven't really made a run since. Yeah, no, it's definitely weird how that came up, came about because, yeah, the Falcons were always doing, I mean, pretty well. They made it to the Super Bowl. All they had to do is not blow a 28-3 to lead. And, uh, yeah, no, I don't know what's going on with them. They're another one of those teams kind of like, uh, you know, the Browns are younger, but kind of like the Browns, they have a ton of talent um, on the offensive side. And then on defense, they have a bunch of talent too. Uh, you got Deion Jones, Keanu Neal. Um, they just got some dogs back there. But, no, I don't know why they're not getting the production out of them. Uh, Julio and Calvin Ridley had good games, though. Uh, Julio went – Nine receptions for 157 yards. Like you said, they do need to get him in the end zone. He is a monster red zone target. Um, so I expect that to start happening, uh, you know, as the season progresses. But uh, Calvin Ridley had a great game. Nine receptions, 130 yards with uh, two touchdowns on top of that. So, you know, he did very well um, when those two wide receivers. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards. He did throw the ball 54 times. But uh, – just gotta you can't throw interceptions. You can't lose a turnover battle and uh expect to win games. That's not winning football. I wanna I wanna say that I think that Matt Ryan is very similar to Matthew Stafford in a way because they're both talented quarterbacks, but like I would say that like they're very consistent, but like they they are expected to do so much for their football team and then like nobody else steps up. You know what I mean? It's like kind of that. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like, you know, Todd Gurley, it was his first game. I'll give him that. And they're playing the Seattle Seahawks, who I do have Russell Wilson winning the MVP, and I do also have them being the first year in the NFC. And they're showing why, because he had four incompletions, four touchdowns, and 322 yards. And he was also the team's leading rusher. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I told you guys, I told everybody that listens to the podcast, I told you that Russell Wilson was going to go off and he was going to win his MVP. He's getting it. I promise. It's going to be either him or Rodgers. But uh, we'll get to that game in a little bit, too, because that was, that was crazy. Um, but I think DK Metcalf um, showed that he's going to be the number one receiver sooner rather than later, especially with Tyler Lockett getting older. I mean, he's not old by any means. But um, also another thing I want to point out is uh, Seattle won this game with no run game at all. Yeah, their run game was atrocious. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have too many attempts. But, you know, Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson combined for 13 carries. Yeah, I know, and, and only 44 yards. I mean, Carlos Hyde did get a touchdown, but, you know, Russell Wilson threw the ball 35 times, and he only had four incompletions. Like, that's a great game. Like, you can't ask anything better than that, you know. And he just – and he goes into Atlanta, yet there is no fans. I'll give him that. But you go into Atlanta, which even if there was fans, this probably would have been the same type of game. <laughs> but um, I just think, you know, Russell Wilson's going to have a year. I knew it was coming, and I – Really like Russell Wilson, and I hope it, I hope it happens for him. But I yeah, just no, Russell it. Wilson's good. That man, did you see the way he just? I mean, he can launch the ball uh, 
without even putting his body into it, just straight arm strength. I mean, that man can throw a football. I think he has the best deep ball in football, honestly. Like him and Rodgers are like up there, dude. For sure. Um, but we can move on to the next game. Uh, we got Jets and Bills. Uh, Bills get a dub. Uh, the Jets look atrocious. Adam Gase is the worst head coach in the National Football League. I'll say it before okay. you do because I know you're going to hit that. Uh, what What do you think about both of these teams? Um, I think the Jets are, yeah, they're they're incompetent as an organization. And uh, Adam Gase, see, I used to be a big Adam Gase believer because he was actually the offensive coordinator back in Chicago with, in the Jay Cutler days. And he had Jay Cutler playing well. But uh, I thought Miami was a fluke and they just didn't have any talent, which, I mean, the Jets are the most talented team by any means. But uh, he seemed to have made the teams worse uh, when he got there, um, when he was in Miami and then in Buffalo. Or in uh, New York, I mean. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he is a he's a bad football coach. Um, I don't think he has respect of any of his players, really. Um, so, that you know, that's not going to go well. Um, and then he hasn't made Sam Darnold get any better um, as a passer since uh, coming in last year as a rookie. Yeah, he's running his career into the ground, definitely. But um, Buffalo, you know, Buffalo's pretty good. I, they were blowing him out. The score doesn't really tell you what it should have been um the Jets did get one you know a uh, long Jamison touchdown Crowder. from uh, Jameson Crowder yeah that 69 yard uh, receiving touchdown um the biggest thing about it though is I'm kind of sick that Le'Veon Bell uh, is playing horribly I mean he did um, get hurt he did get hurt I'll give him that but like so I drafted him in fantasy and you know <laughs> he's got to help me out he really does I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say this. Um, when your head coach doesn't like your star running back, that is a problem. Like he doesn't even like him as a per. Like he just doesn't like him. And Le'Veon Bell's come out and really said that. And but like they paid him so, they made him a boatload of money. So like you can't just not play him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Jets are just horrible, and I think the Bills and the pa- Patriots are gonna be the ones fighting out for the AFC East. The Jets don't have a chance. The Dolphins, you know, maybe if it's two a time, they got a chance. But with Fitzmagic, it's not looking like it. But we can move on to the next game. Ah, <sighs> Cade. We got Colts at Jaguars. Ooh. Tell them about it. Ooh. So, yeah, uh, my boy Gardner Minshew absolutely balled out. Um, if you want to just talk about that, dude's got a great mustache and uh, – you know, he just absolutely went and balled out. He had one incompletion, throwing 19 for 20 on you guys. Yeah. Um, and threw for three touchdowns. He didn't have a whole lot of yards, 173. Um, but, yeah, he played out of his mind. Uh, very efficient. I was absolutely shocked, though. Um, I thought that there was no way that the Colts lost this, especially with everything that's just happened so recently uh, with Fournette, Yannick Nagakwe. Um, they traded Jalen Ramsey last year. They looked like a full rebuild mode team, and you guys went and uh, absolutely blew it. That was embarrassing. No, I'll say I, w- I didn't watch Red Zone. Like, I know a lot of people watch Red Zone, and I enjoy Red Zone, but I wanted to watch the opening day, you know, because uh, I thought, you know, even the Colts, you know, Phillip Rivers, like, if you watch the post game, he, he said it best. He said, if you go in there and kill yourself, you're going to lose, which means basically we had too many penalties in the Red Zone. We had too many penalties in general. Uh, we only scored 20 points, and we didn't punt the ball one time in this game, and we and we lost by seven. Uh, Gardner Minshew just – all the receivers beat our coverage. Xavier Rhodes looks like a bum, like he was, like, last year. But I think I feel like, you know, he's in a new system also, and I think he's going to get better as time goes on. And, I mean, it's first week. We got – you got to think the Jaguars, they, they didn't really add anything. They more of lost 
stuff, you know. Everything. They lost everything, they lost everything but they have – like, they know their system. Their starting quarterback is good. I think Gardner Minshew is good. He had a good rookie season. Nobody can tell me different, especially with what he had to work with. Um, but I will say that, you know, obviously I expected the Colts to win this game, and I was hoping they were going to win it. Um, but, you know, Phillip Rivers was trying – you can't have Phillip Rivers, who is a 37-year-old quarterback who – is in a new system, throw 46 times, especially in your first game, because you are you can't get mad at the picks that he throws if you're going to have him throw it 46 times. It just doesn't make sense. And it can. Phillip Rivers is a bad quarterback. He's not good. I don't think he's a um, bad quarterback. I just think he tries too much to be the best he can, and he just tries to – isn't, isn't the best. He tries to be a superhero, and he doesn't need to be a superhero because we have weapons, and you just need to rely on your weapons. And T.Y. also had two drops, which was horrible. But I don't yeah, even care. Like our, offense, our offense didn't look – like, yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but, like, it's also we got a guy that came over from being in one system for 16 years, coming over here and having to learn some new stuff. But also – Marlon Mack goes down, which I'm not using that as an excuse. But I'm not even worried about the offense. That's not what I'm worried about. I'm worried about our defense because, obviously, there was only one incompletion and there was three touchdowns thrown by Gardner Minshew. And James Robinson, an undrafted free agent rookie, just literally, like, if if you look at the stats, he didn't do all that in a bag of chips. Like, he wasn't all that in a bag of chips if you just look at the stats. But – if you look at – if you watch the entire game, like, he got big plays when he when they needed it most on, like, third and eight or something. He would get, like, 14 yards or, like, something like just an example. Like, they, he just ran all over, like, in the interior. And, like, if I told you – I've already told you this before, but if I told you before the game, if I didn't tell you anything about DeForest Buckner and I said that the Colts traded a first-round pick for this guy and this is the first game you watch of his, you're like, wow – why would you trade anything for him? Because he did nothing. He had like, I think he had six combined tackles, which with a guy like that, you just traded your first round pick for, and you could have got somebody on defense that could have made a difference. And he didn't do nothing. And neither did Darius Leonard, neither did Anthony Walker. I think Anthony Walker was our leading tackler, which I don't even want to get started with that. Not that he's bad. It's just, he shouldn't be our leading tackler, but um, I think, you know, the Colts got a lot to work on on defense and um, yeah, but we can get to our next game. Bears and Lions. Kate, I'll let you talk about it because this is your team, your Bears. They came back. Um, they almost Ooh. lost, though. All right. Uh, almost uh, only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. So, we're going to uh, – I don't even want to talk about it. Um, I went through you, a you roller coaster. I went, <laughs> I went through a roller coaster of emotions. Um, quarters one through three. Uh we're at, the defense started out playing really well, um, and then the offense was just so stagnant and horrendous. Mitch looked like the worst quarterback I'd ever seen. He looked so bad. And uh, I was ready to give up on the entire season. I was ready to quit watching football. I was sick. I didn't want to – I couldn't stand watching it. It hurt my eyes to even watch. Um, Lions went up 23-6 to on us. Um, and, yeah, it looked – I mean, it looked like we were – going to get just demolished by one of the worst teams uh, in the number one receiver out, by the way. um yeah we're not going to talk about that although he would have helped in the red zone tremendously um and got them more touchdowns and uh limited on those field goals but let's not talk about that um but no it looked like the defense gave up uh you know midway through the game and uh if you actually watched it Khalil Mack did a great job displaying his leadership and you know why we pay him a good bit of money um, and he took them all together and basically set them straight and said, you know, we're not going to just uh, 
fall over and die right here. And uh, defense started uh, stepping it back up a good bit more. Um, Mitch, first three quarters played like the worst quarterback I'd ever seen. I was calling for his benching. I wanted Nick Foles to come in, just just something. Um, and then in the fourth quarter, he plays a Tom Brady-esque uh, fourth quarter. There's three touchdown passes. Um, all of them were contested, too. Um, I think I read that they all had less than a yard of separation. Um, and uh, he just played out of his mind in the fourth quarter. He threw a beautiful – I mean, it looked like Tom Brady out there. Pass to uh, Anthony Miller over his shoulder where only he could get it. Um, and then uh, Allen Robinson, he really balled out. Um, he was making, uh, you know, crazy catches the entire game. Um, Jimmy Graham played, you know, fairly well at first, though. He looked kind of lazy, and he mistimed his jumps. Uh, so he looked a little sloppy at first. Um, and then, thank God for DeAndre Swift. Thank God for DeAndre Swift. You guys about blew it. But no, about it was a rookie mistake that he can't make again because that's – I mean, that's what happened all last season for the Detroit Lions also. I don't even really want to talk about this game, but I do want to say that Eddie Jackson did have six tackles, my defensive player of the year candidate. So. Hey, it's a start. I mean, hey, being, a a start. Safety, being a safety, you wouldn't think, you know, six tackles is like a ton. But, like, for a safety, that's not that bad. That's not that bad. We were blessing him a good bit. I don't know if you saw. But, but also, Danny Trevathan was our leading tackler with seven. So And so was Tashawn Gibson and Roquan Smith. So, I mean, I mean, the Bears got a good defense. Their offense was just – I feel like their offense was just playing bad or poorly the entire game, you know, until, like – until at the end they made some stops and then the Bears offense clicked. And Mitchell Dubisky even said, like, I don't even want to worry about my stats. Like, in the fourth quarter he was just pretty much just like, my stats don't matter right now because we're still in this game and I can get us the win. And that's all he cared about, which he looked calm under pressure. And I think there was a couple guys this uh, this week that looked calm under pressure as well. Yeah, no, if you watch him, I mean, it seems like when he gets too much time to think and, you know, it's early, he, uh, he you know, he – basically takes himself out of games and then when you just tell him hey go be an athlete and uh make stuff happen um and he just doesn't think too much about it and just lets it come naturally i mean you could tell there's a world's difference in it um the biggest thing though with us i mean offensive line played super well uh you know we were getting great run blocks and we were you know clearing people out and getting decent holes but um the defensive line just did not get enough pass rushing uh Part of that is going to be because Robert Quinn didn't play due to injury. Um, so I hope that changes when he comes back. But uh, Khalil Mack, he had some hurries, but uh, he didn't end up finishing with the sack. Um, we only had one sack on the day from Akeem Hicks, which I'm glad that happened. I mean, he stepped up when we really needed him uh, there towards the end in the fourth quarter. But um, if the Bears want to win football games, they need to win the turnover battle, um, which we did. But, um, you know, we need it to come a little bit earlier because uh, – that'll really set the tone for us if we start getting turnovers early and uh, the pass rush just really needs to step it up if we want to win football games because we will not win playing like that against a good team and uh, I think we can both agree that Detroit is not a good football team yeah they're not um but we can move on to the next game um AFC East showdown Dolphins in Foxborough to play Cam Newton and the new look New England Patriots um I'm just gonna I, I just want to say one thing about this game um I think it's already two a time, and I also think that Cam Newton uh, obviously looked 
pretty solid running the football, but passing the football, you could argue that he looked like Derek Carr out there, like he even maybe worse because, like, he didn't do nothing. He, he just didn't – they don't really have any weapons for him. They released Muhammad Sanu earlier in the offseason, and, like, they just don't – he doesn't have anything to work with other than Julian Edelman. You got a bunch of guys that are younger out there that are inexperienced. I think Demir Bird, Nikhil Harrier guys out there you're throwing to. You got some rookie tight ends. You do have a good backfield with you, but, you know, obviously he had two rushing touchdowns, didn't really throw for much. Um, And then Ryan Fitzpatrick just looked like butt out there, even though usually he's good weeks one through five at least, you know. Yeah, that shocked me. I figured he was going to come out the gates swinging, but. Yeah, he usually gets a run for their money. This is not uh, the MVP level weeks one through four of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, he looked really bad with the two picks. Um, I just don't – I mean, Cam is a little bit more of like an exciting type deal than Tom Brady was. But um, I expected him to pass more, uh, especially against the Dolphins, because uh, although they do have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard, but I say their defense isn't that great. Um so, I honestly, I expected him to pass a little more and them to take more risks, but he had two rushing touchdowns, so you can't really complain. Um, and and all, the, uh, all the Patriots fans out there, uh, shout out Nate. Um, you think, you know, you think that Cam looks great, which he does. I mean, I won't, I won't say he looks bad. He looks good. Uh, and the Patriots are going to, you know, make another run for it. But they did play the Dolphins. Remember that. They did play the Dolphins. And also, next week, Sunday Night Football, the entire world is going to be watching when they play the Seattle Seahawks and get demolished because I feel like that's what's going to happen. Uh, they're getting put in their place. They will. Speaking of demolished, though, um, the Ravens uh, hosted the Cleveland Browns, won 38-6. Um, I just kind of want to delete last week's episode after that because I picked the Browns to go to the Super Bowl. You know, it, it may have been like a little just having fun, but uh, I also – I mean, I do think they have the talent to maybe make a run, but Baker Mayfield is just not good, and I think um, – I think with all the talent in the world, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, I don't know what the problem is. I think it's Baker Mayfield's the problem, and they're like saying, "Oh, we should maybe trade Odell." No, you should probably get a different quarterback. Is what you probably should do, um, because you have like any other quarterback would be competent and be good with that freaking that, all those weapons. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I'm. I love Baker Mayfield. Um as, like, a personality um, when yeah, he was I mean, coming he, out of college. He was super exciting, although he was disrespectful. Yeah, he probably ought to quit doing commercials and maybe, like, read, read his playbook a couple times. But, yeah, the Browns are just incompetent as a city, as a franchise, as and everything. Um, like Joakim Noah said, like, who who goes to Cleveland? I mean, Cleveland just – it's such a horrible place. It really is. Um, and I just can't believe that they're this bad. I mean, I thought – I mean, how, how many times can someone possibly fool you? We thought last year maybe, uh, you know, maybe just because Freddie they had Freddie Kitchens. But, no, the Browns are just bad. They don't have any character. Um, and, I mean, that really shows when you get blown out week one um, with a pretty healthy squad. And uh, Baker Mayfield, he's, he's looking bad. He is looking rough. Oh, yeah, he is very bad. I drafted him in fantasy. Uh, shut the bed for me. Oh, no, you drafted him in fantasy. That was your first mistake. Um, but when we can move on to the next game, uh, another uh, NFC North matchup. We got the Packers and Vikings. Aaron Rodgers looks like – he looks better than ever. He looks more accurate than ever. He looks – 
he just looks like a better quarterback. He looks more motivated. I think it's partly because of the Jordan Love draft pick. They said, oh, we have one receiver – or we well, you have two receivers that are pretty decent. Uh, you have one that's very, very good, and uh, Devonta Adams, who showed that he was very, very good with 14 catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. But then you don't really have anybody else besides that other than maybe Aaron Jones. Um, but they said, let's let's take our first-round pick and not get Aaron Rodgers another weapon. Let's get him a backup quarterback because that's what he needs, right? And maybe maybe it's going to work because maybe that motivates Aaron Rodgers to play better. And I don't know how that mot- – I mean, he just has like he just has a chip on his shoulder and he's ready to go. And he's like, all right, dude, you want to replace me right away? I'm going to show you what – you know, if you gave me – like he doesn't even have weapons and he's doing all this without really weapons. He has one weapon on his team and he's doing all this. And it's just kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I know. It blows my mind how uh... – Aaron Rodgers is that good always. Dude doesn't throw interceptions, and he throws perfect balls all the time. Um, being a Chicago fan, I've got to see more than more of that than I'd like to. Um, but, yeah, no, that was very disrespectful how they did him in the offseason drafting uh, Jordan Love in the first round um, when, you know, Aaron Rodgers still has at least two, three, more likely closer to five, six uh, good years of football left in him. Um, so, I don't mean, I don't know how that's going to play out. I mean, they beat the Vikings uh, pretty convincingly, but scored on offense a good bit, which uh, is their key always. As long as that offense is playing good, the Packers are going to be good, sadly. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins, you know, he, did, he didn't have too bad of a game. Um, and I think the Vikings and the Lions are both going to be real tough. I mean, especially being a Bears fan. Um, they both look really good. They put up points and – uh they both have uh, fairly decent defenses. So, I mean, those were two good teams playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that I think it's going to be tough for the Bears to play the Packers because, you know, usually they have decent games, you know. Um, but I just think the Packers, like, are looking super good. I know, again, it's week one, but they're looking very, very tough. Um, but to move on to next uh, game, we got Chargers with uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, at quarterback, uh, taking on Joey B, Joe Burrow. I know we're both fans of Joe Burrow. Um, now, I want to say this. Um, I was talking about Dwayne Haskins. Or uh, was it Dwayne? I think I was talking about Dwayne Haskins. He looked calm. He looked cool, collected, you know. I think Joey, uh, Joey B was another one of those guys that looked very calm under pressure. You know, he led the drive at the end of the game to tie up the game and go to OT. And... Mm-hmm. Randy Bullock misses, <laughs> and you know he he did everything he could. You know he got he just got demolished by the Chargers defense because their offensive line is horrendous. There uh, he got sacked three times, and he it always looked like he was running for his life a few times out there. Um, but I just and Joe and Joe Mixon also fumbled, which never happens, which was crazy to me. Um, but I think Joe I think Joe Burrow looked good. He had a rushing touchdown. Yes, he threw a pick, but. They're also playing a Chargers defense who who is very good when it comes to secondary, and um and they're even missing Derwin James and without Derwin James they're good you know it's like that they're that deep, um but I think you know it was his first game he doesn't have a good offensive line, but he has weapons and I think he had a solid first game it wasn't bad I, obviously it could have been better but what do you expect from a guy that is in a poop town on a poop team you know. Oh, yeah, no, I thought Joey Burrow played very well. Um, like I say, he didn't have a touchdown um, through the air. He did have a rushing touchdown look pretty well. I think it was a design QB draw. 
Um, and so, yeah, no, that was pretty cool. You saw his athleticism there, but um, they're 23 for 36, not too bad. Uh, he did have one interception. Um, you can't turn the ball over. Uh, that's, that's the worst thing you can do in football is turn the ball over. Um, you need not do that. But um, he did lead, lead him down the uh, field on that last drive, and he did enough to get the, uh, at least the tie to send it to overtime. Um, but uh, he threw a nice pass to A.J. Green in the end zone. They ended up calling it a offensive pass interference with that push off. But, uh, yeah. no, Joe Burrow, he looked – I mean, he looked like a seasoned vet uh, on that last drive. Drove him down the field, no problems. And then almost got into the end zone, but they called that back. But uh, I think he's going to be great once they surround him with some uh, talent as far as uh, his offensive line goes. Um, just without that O-line, it's going to be tough to uh, get the most out of a kid like that. Yeah, for sure, because they just really need offensive line help. Um, obviously, Jonah Williams came back, and that's going to help. That was our first-round pick two seasons ago, but he missed his rookie year um, with injury. So, But I think hopefully – Hopefully they get something figured out because they got, you know, A.J. Green may may or may not leave next season. We don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I think Joe Burrow would love to have him because – and A.J. Green's talked highly of Joe Burrow. He says, you know, he's – I mean, he's cool under pressure. He's he's this, he's that. I mean, I, he, Joe Burrow at the end of the day just has to realize this isn't the LSU Tigers. This is the Cincinnati Bengals. And they're known yeah. for they're known for being bad, you know. But he, I think, I think he's going to be the guy that could change that here in a couple of years, though. Oh yeah, no, he definitely has a talent too. Like I said, he, I mean, he looked like a pro out there, um, especially on that last drive. Just if they surround him with help on the offensive line, you know, that team, that team could be really good here in the next few years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but now we got. We have a matchup where two forty-year-old quarterbacks were going at it. The Buccaneers in New Orleans will play the Saints. The Saints won thirty-four to twenty-three. Uh, what What do you think about this, Kane? All right, so everyone is going to be their first thought is um, about Tom Brady and you know if he's lost it, if he's washed, if he's a system QB. Um, if you go through and look, I mean, going into a new system definitely does hurt with new wide receivers and you know this crazy off season with COVID and all that. Um, you could tell there was uh, miscommunication there um, with uh, Mike Evans, especially uh, Tom Brady looked absolutely furious uh, most of the game. Um, you can't really fault him too much on the loss. I mean, a lot of people did expect that to happen. I personally thought they were going to win, but uh, the Saints are a good football team. Um, they just signed Kamara, and he looks like he's worth it. Um, after that game, I say he played very well. Um, you know, the Saints' defense is good, too. Uh, Cam uh, Cam Jordan Cam Jordan played very well. Uh, he got hurries, and then just as far as the run game goes, he stuffed them up a good bit. But uh, Tom did have two picks, um, and you could just tell that uh, he wasn't – not necessarily used to it, but he was uh, a little bit mad at the fact that that was not a Bill, Belich uh, Bill Belichick coach team. Um, they had a lot of mental mistakes. Offsides uh, was a good thing. Uh, a good bit of that neutral zone infractions. Um, and then just not having his uh, chemistry with his wide receivers hurt him a lot when he threw that interception, um, when he expected Mike Evans to keep going on his route. Um, but uh, I don't know if you saw, but Taysom Hill 
played very well again for absolutely no reason. He's yeah, just they did gonna, a double pass when they were up by like 14 yeah. or something like that. And he just – Yeah, just, it was a two-score game. And then uh, they're running down the clock. And, yeah, he just he, – they did the double pass. Tom Brady's going to remember that. And uh, he's going to make him pay for that. He it's going to be one of those things where um, – this is another team that I want to say, like, this is a team that's going to start off slow, but they're going to get it by the minute. Like, in a couple of weeks, they're going to get on their feet. They're going to realize what they need to do to win. But it doesn't help that Chris Godwin's on concussion protocol now and Mike Evans is already coming off an injury. And that's a big reason why people thought Tom Brady was going to be successful because of his weapons. But now they're all going down, it looks like. Um but he did like Scotty Miller, which was which was. He loves Scotty Miller. We get we get it though because he that's going to be his Danny Amendola when he was like when he was in New England. Um, but I, I think a big thing about this that I think a lot of people need to look at is he barely looked at Gronk. I think he looked at him four times. He had four targets, three targets maybe, but like he barely looked at him, and that's his boy. You know, he came out of retirement to be with him. He actually had three targets, and he only had two catches for eleven yards. Now, Gronk hasn't played football in a couple seasons, but still, it's Gronk. You know, it's Tom Brady Gronk. That's the connection we all know and we all sometimes love, sometimes hate, depending on who they're playing. Um, But, yeah, so I think that's a big thing that's going to change by next week. They play Carolina, and I think uh, he's going to look at Gronk more, especially with uh, possibly Chris Godwin being out, Mike Evans not being fully healthy. But I think Tom Brady's going to – you know, he's going to use this as fuel for the fire, and he's just going to, for the rest of the season, remember that game. And then later on the season when they play, and if they meet in the playoffs, it's going to go down, and it's going to be a way better, way different game for sure. Oh, yeah, I know. He's definitely, I mean, he's going to, like Michael Jordan, he's going to take that backward pass uh, personal because that, that was disrespectful. That was disrespectful. It was, yes. Um, but um, now we can go to another big game, dude. Cardinals-Niners. And you know I like Jimmy G, but, I mean, I, honestly, I, I'm Colts first, obviously. And um, I I really am high on K- Kyler Murray specifically, not even just the Cardinals, but Kyler Murray. And I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to help them a ton, especially if you watch this game. Just go back and watch the highlights. It's ridiculous what happened. Um, Kyler Murray can run, he can throw and um, on this podcast uh, last year before you were on here with me and it was me and both of them um, I said Kyler Murray was going to win the MVP within the next five years and it was his rookie year last year I said within the next five years he's going to win the MVP now I'm not saying he could do it this year but I'm saying there's a good shot because the last two years there's been a, a second-year guy win the MVP, and this is his second year. Could he win the MVP? Could he be the third in a row to do so? I don't know. I mean, obviously, I still have Russ, but I'm not going to keep him out of it because I think that with DeAndre Hopkins, Fitzgerald, like Kirk, like it's just going to be – like he's got a bunch of weapons as long as the, the line can give him time to throw the ball. And even if they don't, he can make it happen on his feet too. He's one of those guys. He's like Russell Wilson. He's he's ridiculous, and I think he's a great talent. I think I think the Cardinals made a good decision. They said, you know what, we used uh, last year's pick on Josh Rosen, a quarterback. Let's use our first pick to get Kyler Murray, another quarterback. And I think that was a good decision because I think he's going to be the answer for this franchise. Oh, yeah, no doubt. I definitely think he's the answer. I mean, Kyler Murray is a good football player. Um, he's a playmaker is the biggest thing. He can extend plays on his feet. He runs so well. He looks – looks like a little toddler out there though he 
running style is funny, dude, taking his little short steps. But, yeah, no, I mean, Kyler Murray, uh, I really wish the Bears had him. I wish he would have waited, I don't know, tanked, and then got someone other than Mitch. Um, but, no, Kyler Murray did play very well. I was kind of shocked to see that the 49ers lost this game. I mean, they didn't lose to a bad team. The NFC West is, uh, you know, pretty stacked top to bottom. The Rams just got to win against the Cowboys. But, um yeah, no, George Kittle got hurt um, early. I didn't like to see that. George Kittle's one of my favorite players, you know, outside of Chicago. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has got to step it up. He is trash. Uh, worst quarterback I've ever seen. But um, they need to establish the run like they did last year. I didn't see them get off to, you know, a good start on the running game. Um, you know, Raheem Mostert had 15 carries for 56 yards. Um Jerick McKinnon didn't look too bad when he got the ball in his hands, but they didn't uh, utilize him too much. Ooh, um, speaking of when you said Raheem Mostert, it clicked in my head. I'm looking at the stats right now. If you look at Raheem Mostert's stats, he leads in both rushing and receiving categories. Now, why is that? Because, yeah, one George Kittle did go down. One Debo Samuel's out. Jimmy Garoppolo has no one to throw to, dude. Like, he has no one to throw to. Raheem Mostert had broke a huge run for like – or a huge uh, catch and run for – about 75 yards, I think it was. But their second, like, their actual, like, a receiver that was in the receiving uh, category was fourth, and it was Kendrick Bourne, who had 34 yards. And Yeah, no, up two receptions. Two and the only uh, – uh, yeah, and the only two guys who had a receiving touchdown were both running backs. So, it's like he has nothing to work with. They did just get Muhammad Sanu, so hopefully that helps. He's, he's a veteran, and he's also pretty solid. Um, especially he's not too old. So, um, but I think, you know, if, if uh, Debo comes, when Debo comes back and George Kittle is healthy, because he's also uh, just got a report that he's not practicing and just because of his knee injury and he's hopeful to play on Sunday versus New York, uh, the Jets. Um, I think, you know, Jimmy G, a lot of people hate on him because uh, Kyle Shanahan's offense is strictly run the ball. You know, that's what it's been for a long time. And uh, people hate on him, but Jimmy G still had 259 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks with no weapons. So, I mean, you can't really hate on that because if it was any other quarterback, I feel like it would be the exact same argument. Like, you just say they're bad, but they're not. They are bad. But, um, <laughs> no, yeah, he didn't have his weapons. Uh, you know, it really hurts not having Debo. And then uh, they're – I want to say that – uh, Brandon Ayuk, I want to say he went in the first round this year as well to yeah. the uh, Niners. He didn't play either. He was hurt. Um, so, yeah, no, I fully expect them, um, you know, when they're all healthy, I expect them to get it back. I just think that they need to establish the run and uh, use Jimmy for what he's worth and, you know, not try to put the whole game on his back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, once they establish the run, I still think they're going to be really good. I mean, they have that elite talent on defense. Um, you know, they just have to establish the run. And, uh, you know, the Cardinals are not bad, you know, uh, the acquisition of D-Hop, I think, is going to do them numbers. It's going to really set them ahead light years. Um, Kyler Murray, you know, Larry Fitz is, a, you know, a great receiver. He's uh, always reliable. But, uh, you know, he's getting older now. Um, I mean, he doesn't drop the ball at all. But I feel like getting open, uh, he just doesn't do that nearly as well as DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, DeAndre D-Hop is a playmaker. Uh, he had 14 receptions. Um, the next closest had four. Um, so yeah, no, he just went absolutely off. I uh, didn't get in the end zone, which you'd like to see more, but, uh, yeah, no, I think they're going to be, I mean, just go over the top having D hop and, uh, you know, they have a lot of weapons on the offensive side and that's going to be good going forward. For sure. 
Um, but now we move on to Sunday night football. Uh, we got Cowboys Rams. I really don't want to talk much about this game. I don't think there's much to talk about. I think everybody's high on the Cowboys as always because they think Dak is some crazy talent, which I don't see it. Um, I think he's just average. Um, but then you got Zeke who is over, like he's above average. He's insane. Um, and you got Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Gallup. You got all these weapons, but Dak still finds a way to lose, of course. Um, but the Rams, I mean, Jared Goff didn't even throw a touchdown, and they got the dub. So I don't know what much to say other than I don't think either of these teams are going to live up to their hype. Um, not necessarily a fan of the Rams, but I don't, I don't hate them. Um, but they're just – I think they're both decent teams – but they won't – I don't think that either one of them will be more than 10-win teams just because I just feel like they – they're one of those teams, man. Both of them are teams that just – they don't – their talent doesn't live up to the hype, and I think it's going to – everybody's going to see it sooner rather than later. Yeah, I know. Um, these two teams are very similar. Um, it was good to see, though. It surprised me that the Rams uh, – they both looked very good early um, in, th- in the game. Um, uh, especially on offense, it was uh, it was nice to see Sean McVay, McVay going out there and uh, you know doing his thing again. Uh, last year, you know, they took a huge step back. I mean, from you know going to the Super Bowl to not making the playoffs and getting beat by the Bears. Actually, no, I think they beat us last year. Shouldn't have brought that up. Um, but yeah, no, Sean McVay looked uh, pretty creative out there. It looked like he was doing well. Uh, Jared Goff, like you said, uh, he didn't throw a touchdown um, and he threw an interception, which is. Like I said, always never good. Don't throw turnovers. Um, those kill you. Um, their running game looked pretty well. Malcolm Brown did very well. Uh, he had two uh, rushing touchdowns and uh, 79 yards, which is all right. Um, Cam Akers looked decent out there. He looked pretty explosive. Um, and then Robert Woods looked good. I mean, he looked really good out there. Um, looking like their number one receiver. Um, on the Cowboys side, I mean, I thought Dak played all right. He needs to find the end zone more. His one uh, passing touchdown was to Zeke. Um, and Zeke is just a generational talent. He's the only true uh, running back that's a generational talent. He's better than Saquon. But um, he actually helped me win my fantasy matchup as well. Uh, Zeke Elliott just played uh, very well, 96 yards with uh, two total touchdowns, I believe, on the night. Um, and then the Cowboys have good receivers, dude. I mean, Amari uh, Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Michael Gallup all just look really good out there. Um, and then it really came down to that controversial uh, pass interference call at the end of the game where uh, Jalen Ramsey uh, acted that one out perfectly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think that was a tough one. Go ahead. But, uh, go ahead. Uh, um, but like I said, uh, you know, they were, I mean, they were really close. I thought they looked good early and then, uh, you know, they just need better play out of their quarterback, uh, who can go out there and win them that game. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then we got, uh, the Monday night football games. There's two always in week one. Uh, we got Steelers, Giants, Titans, Broncos. Um, I'll just hit them very quickly just because time wise. Um, I think, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, it doesn't look like he even had – nothing was even wrong. He came out and threw three touchdowns. I mean, the run game looks strong with Benny Snell, who's going to be taking over because James Conner is probably going to be out. Juju looks solid with two touchdowns, 69 yards receiving. Uh, caught every ball that was thrown to him. Uh, the Giants de- The Giants looked like the Giants. I mean, what do you expect? Except Saquon did not look like Saquon. 15 uh, attempts for six yards is just ridiculous. 
Um, he averaged 0.4 <laughs> a carry, which is ridiculous. Um, but I think um, a bright spot from, to take from this game, I think that uh, Chase Claypool, um, rookie from Notre Dame, wide receiver for the Steelers, um, I think he'll be solid. And I think that just already – they got a good young core around uh, Big Ben. And I think after watching that game, I think that I slept on the Steelers a little bit. And I don't like the Steelers. Obviously, I hate the Steelers. That's the worst team in the NFL, um, if you ask me. But I think, you know, they look solid. And I think um, I underestimated them. And I think they're going to be a tough team to beat, especially like teams like the Ravens. I think they're going to be able to maybe get a game – or maybe both games on the Ravens. I think they look that good, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Their defense looks ridiculous. I'm a big fan of TJ Watt, although I don't like the Steelers. I like the Watt brothers. They're just dope. You know, they're just – how can you hate them? They're just so driven to do what they love, you know, and it just is awesome to see. Um, but I just think that TJ Watt, he got a pick, and that's awesome to see. Um, I think their defense is the reason that they're super good, but I think Big Ben just looks like he's in midseason form already after watching that game. Yeah, they did play the the New York Giants, but at the same time, still they're not that terrible of a defense. They're not good by any means, but they're not that terrible. And I think Big Ben looks like he hasn't even missed a beat. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Big Ben, uh, you know, like I said, he's a comeback player of the year uh, this year, but uh, now he came out and uh, it looked like the old Steelers. Um, you know, I mean, I don't like – Steelers whatsoever just because everyone and their mother is a fan of them for no here reason. for absolutely no reason but uh, you know Big Ben went out there did his thing um, you could just tell they're a completely different team when he's out there uh, he knows what he's doing you know he has a good football mind uh, he threw three TDs no interceptions um, and then Benny Snell played really well yeah. I think he's going to take over the running back one spot for the Steelers and James Conner is a man of the past um Juju looked pretty good out there. He had 69 uh, yards and two touchdowns. Um, and just the biggest takeaway from this is that the Steelers defense is still very elite. Um, now, the Giants offensive line looked absolutely horrendous the entire game. And, uh, you know, part of that could be attributed to uh, the Steelers D-line uh, was just insane. Every, uh, every single time Saquon got the ball, I mean, he got hit three yards behind the line of scrimmage if he was in the shotgun. They were on him instantly. Um, he started out the game with nine rushes for negative eight yards. Um, yep. So, yeah, no, they were just – I mean, they were shutting him down completely. Uh, Danny Dimes looked pretty good while he was out there. Um, he didn't have any time, but he showed composure. And, uh, you know, he was he was very fairly accurate while he was out there. He did throw two interceptions. Um, like I said, you can't do that. You cannot do that. But – uh you know, I think that they'll come along. They definitely they need to uh, they need to throw everything at trying to get a good O line for him because that kid is getting killed. And you know, I think he has talent. Yeah, he's not. It's going to be like an Andrew Luck situation. Now he's. I'm not even going to compare him to Andrew Luck because he's not close. But like with the whole like the whole him his career being short because of the offensive line, it could be something like that because it just looks like he's getting hit every time he touches the football, which is not good for anybody. Um, but then we can hit the other game. Um, Tennessee traveled to Denver to take on, um, I would say, a new-look Broncos because as, uh, you know, Drew Locke is like their new QB1 and, you know, ever since he's played, he's been solid. Um, this is – I want to point out – I know the Broncos lost the game, but I want to point out um, a huge – I want to take – one player that's on the Broncos defense that got a big victory, and it's Jarrell Casey, because although they did not win, 
he is a former Tennessee Titan, and he was and he had some big plays, dude. He had some big tackles. He had uh, he tipped one of the field goals. Like he just, I mean, I, it just felt good for him, you know. Especially like I'm, I'm glad he got out of our division. But I mean, I think uh, another thing I want to talk about is um, Goskowski went one for four on field goals that game and ended up getting the game winner, which. Of course, why wouldn't he? Um, that just happens because he's a former Patriot. Why wouldn't he? Um, and also, uh, Corey Davis looks like um, the number five pick that like we should have seen last season, you know. Uh, but he just hasn't – like he was obviously in the draft two years ago, but last season he didn't do anything. He wasn't productive. But then he comes in this game, catches seven of eight balls thrown to him, and had 101 yards, and that's a solid game. I think it's, it may be the best game of his career so far. I don't even know um, because you haven't heard anything from him. But Ryan Tannehill, I thought the Titans were going to fall off, and, yeah, they barely beat the Broncos, but I think the Broncos are going to be a tough team to beat. They're going to be one of those teams that I thought the Cardinals were going to be last year, and they're just going to be in every single game regardless of how good they are. They're just going to be in every single game for some reason because their defense is stacked. Um, and then Derrick Henry had 116 yards, 31 attempts. Like, what do you expect? I mean, it's Derrick Henry, but I think if you touch the ball 31 times, you should probably have closer to 150 than 120. Um, and then on the Broncos side of the ball, I think Melvin Gordon's going to take over this number one back spot. Although Philip Lindsay did get hurt, I think that uh, Melvin Gordon, you know, he started out the game as RB1. And yeah, anyway, so – but I think the both teams look – decent it was a pretty boring it was a pretty boring game but I think that's because they're so close to each other and how they play that it was pretty boring you know yeah no not a high scoring game I was just more slower paced you know defensive uh game um Drew Locke looked pretty good um uh, I'm a big fan of Drew Locke I think he's got the it factor I think that they're gonna be good once uh, they put it all together you know he's real young uh Melvin Gordon did have himself a decent game he did have a fumble um which the other team recovered. Um, and then Philip Lindsay got hurt, which that sucks. I love Philip Lindsay. He's an undrafted guy. And, uh, you know, I thought he was doing pretty well the last couple of years, but uh, it sucks to see him get hurt. But, um, you know, their, uh, their weapons, uh, as far as receiving went, um, did pretty well on Denver's side. Noah Fant had five receptions for 81 yards and a touchdown. Um, I think he's going to grow and he's going to be a, uh, good tight end here uh, in the future. Um, Jerry Judy did pretty well too. Uh, he led all the rest of the receivers um, with uh, four receptions and 56 yards. Um, I expect him to step it up a little bit. Um, you know, it is his first game, but with uh, Cortland Sutton being hurt and, uh, you know, possibly not coming back to his full form immediately, um, I would like to see Jerry Judy step it up and I'd like to see uh, him and Drew Locke get more comfortable together. And uh, I think they could do good things. Um, Ryan Tannehill can't complain. He had uh, 249 yards and two touchdowns, no picks. Um, and then Derrick Henry is just—I mean—the definition of a workhorse running back. He had 31 rushes. Um, the only other person who ran with the ball was Ryan Tannehill. Um, and so, yeah, I think that they need to—they uh, need to lay off him a little bit because you know, I mean, getting that many touches uh, is going to uh, you know wear down his body in the long term. Um, and you know, that could affect him. He just, he, uh, they didn't sign him to a long-term contract and they're going to, uh, try to use him up as much as they can before they decide to ultimately get rid of him. Um, I did like the emergence of Corey Davis. Um, you know, I had always wondered why he never, uh, you know, uh, popped off as far as stats go. 
Um, coming out of college, you know, he was really good. Uh, like you said, he was the number fifth pick, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I know it was nice to see him play well. You know, I was waiting for it to happen. Um, Adam Humphreys didn't do too bad. You know, he's fairly reliable. I'd like to see A.J. Brown produce more. But um, Tannehill really seemed to spread the ball a lot um, with his touchdown pass to Jonu Smith. Uh, you know, he's a good guy. But the biggest thing is, you know, they both have uh, really good defenses. And uh, Tennessee just got Jadavion Clowney. So I'd like to see how that works out. Um, he didn't have any sacks. Um, which I'd like to see him produce more in the future. But, you know, overall it was a defensive game. And, uh, you know, it's like to see both of those offensive get better and uh, flow more. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that's going to wrap up our week one recap. Um, we can go ahead and do our predictions for this upcoming week, week two of the NFL season. Hopefully more teams start getting in the swing of things um, within the next two weeks. I think we'll still see some miscues and missed tackles for sure. But uh, we'll start with uh, Thursday night football. Bengals at Browns. Who you got? Oh, this is going to be a battle of Ohio. Cleveland is um, favored to win, by the way. You said who is now the Browns? Yeah, Cleveland's favored to win right now. Yeah, minus six. Um, Shoot. I like the I like the uh, the Bengals in this one. Um, You know, barring a missed field goal last week, um, you know, they had a good opportunity to win. I think Joe Burrow definitely uh, takes a step forward, and he's going to be more comfortable out there. I mean, that was his first game, and, you know, he drove him down the field, to, you know, for a chance to at least tie it. Um. So, yeah, no, I like the Bengals in this one. Um, I think Cleveland, you know, has all the talent in the world. But, uh, you know, if it's not producing on the football field and, you know, uh, the guys just aren't playing to what they're – to their talent level, um, you don't win football games. And uh, I think the biggest thing is if Baker Mayfield plays well or doesn't, and, you know, that's going to be, you know, what uh, drives them. Um I'd like to see Odell do more, but I like the Bengals in this game. I think Joe Burrow is going to get his first dub um, in his rookie season, and uh, I think they're going to show that they're the best team in Ohio. Hi, I uh, definitely see where you're coming from. Cleveland's favored to win, and I feel like it's for a reason. Um, but I don't – I just don't – I don't know, man. I want Joey – I want the Bengals to win, obviously. But I, I'm – I think I'm going to stick – I think I'm going to stick with the Bengals here. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a smart pick. Um, now, if you're betting, possibly not. <laughs> but I mean, I think I think uh, Joe Joe Burrow's going to go in here. I think Baker Mayfield's going to look bad. I think Joe Burrow's going to come in here and uh, play lights out. I think he's going to learn from his mistakes week one. He's one of those guys that I feel like can learn quickly, you know. And I think that he's going to do that. I think he's going to be that guy that learns from his mistakes week one. I think the line is going to have a tough time against guys like Miles, uh, Miles Garrett, um, possibly uh, Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, he's still on the team, correct? Uh, yeah, no, he just had a forced fumble last week. I'm fairly yeah, certain. So, uh, it, like, it's going to be tough to get like those, keep those guys in line. But if you can give him time to throw, he's going to make plays because he's Joe B. He's Joey B. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Bengals also. Um, but then we got the start of the 1 o'clock games. We got Broncos at Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh's favor to win this game. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Steelers. I think, that, like I just said, I don't like the Steelers, but I think the Steelers are a good football team. Um, I think uh, Big Ben uh, just looks like he's already in midseason form, and it was the first game. And they're going against a pretty solid defense. Um, I think the Broncos are going to be able to get the win here, but I think I'm going to take the Steelers at home. 
Um, yeah, no, I like the Steelers at home too. I just think with the, you know, they both have good defenses. I just think the Steelers have a better defense and uh, that's where I'm going with. I think the offenses are both fairly similar. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, given that Big Ben has more experience, but I think, uh, you know, they have similar talent on the offensive side. Um, I just think that defense is going to be too much for the young, young Broncos team. Um, and so, you know, I have them winning. I don't have them, you know, getting a big win by any means or a blowout. But, uh, you know, I have it being a close game, but I, I have the Steelers ultimately coming out on top. For sure. And then we got uh, Panthers at Buccaneers. I'm uh, Tampa Bay's favorite to win this one. I am going to take the Panthers in an upset. I think the I think uh, McCaffrey is just going to have one of those games where he just – like last week he had two touchdowns, didn't reach nearly 100 yards, but I think he's going to – He's just going to go off, and um, I think the Panthers got a lot of weapons, and I think Teddy Bridgewater um, is used to this defense. He did play this defense twice last year, or at least once time, one time last year with New Orleans. I think he knows he can read this defense. Um, he's in a different offense, but he didn't look terrible last week. He looked decent. Um, he was just average, and I think uh, he can be average and beat this Buccaneers team, especially early on when they're still having problems. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. I'm going to take the easy one with the Bucks here. I think Tom Brady isn't going to throw two picks, um, which is definitely going to make a huge difference. I think him and Mike Evans are going to be on the same page. Uh, regardless if Chris Godwin plays, um, I still think that they have enough uh, offensive talent to uh, go through. And, you know, Brady, Brady's going to be playing against a young defense um, with, you know, a lot of, not a whole lot of experience. So I just think Brady's going to will them to a win. And, uh, I like the uh, the Bucks linebackers and Telvin Smith and uh, Devin White or Devin is it, yeah Devin White um, Devin White. I mean he's so fast sideline to sideline, so I think he's going to be able to you know somewhat contain Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I do like the Bucks on this. I say they win fairly easily by at least uh, two scores. All right, I can see it happening. Uh, then we got 49ers at Jets. San Francisco is uh, favored to win this one. I'm going to take the Niners. I think this is an easy dub. I don't think the Jets are. Prepared to even – I don't even know if they'll win two games this year. I think they're just a bad football team. And I think uh, if they do get a win, it'll probably be against the Dolphins, maybe one. But I think the Niners are just going to go in there and win by close to three scores, if not three scores. Yeah, no, there's – I mean, there's not too much more to say uh, about this game. The Jets are an incompetent franchise. Uh, there's not a good football team. Adam Gase is terrible. Um and the uh, the 49ers are going to bounce back. I mean, given it's a horrible team, but they're going to go in there, get their first dub, build some confidence, and then, you know, get back to what we saw last year um, when they went to the Super Bowl. For sure. Um, and then we got Jaguars at Titans. Both 1-0 teams, by the way. Um, Tennessee's favored to win this matchup. <sighs> Who do you think is going to win? I'm going to go with Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, Tennessee didn't have a super convincing win um, on Monday night. So, uh, I'm going to have to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm riding the Minshew train. Uh, he's going to win MVP. I changed my mind on Pat Mahomes. Uh, it's definitely Gardner a bust. They're going to go undefeated just because they, uh, you know, they're the Jaguars. I don't understand how you can trade everyone and somehow look a lot better. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, de I think that the Jaguars are going to upset the Titans and, you know, they're going to go in there and uh, Gardner Minshew is going to keep on rolling and not miss a beat. I'm going to agree with you. I think the Jags are going to get it done. Um, preferably because I don't want the Titans to win because I think they're going to fall off. And I don't think Ryan Tannehill is – I don't think he's 
it. I think last year was obviously a solid year for him, but I don't think he's got that in the bag again. I think the Jags are going to get it done. Now, I don't think Gardner Minshew is going to have nearly the game he had last week, but I think also it was the first week, and there was a lot of misreads, miscues, like we said. I think there's still going to be some in this game. I think the Jaguars are going to be able to take advantage of that. Um, then next we got Giants traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears, your team. Uh, Chicago's favorite to win this one. I'm going to go ahead and take the Bears. I think uh, Mitchell Trubisky doesn't start off slow because it's the Giants' defense. I don't think he starts off slow. I think they start off uh, fast in the run game specifically, but I think uh, Trubisky will get a touchdown, at least one touchdown um, in the first half. I think this will be a close game throughout, similar to how the uh, Steelers and Giants game was throughout the first half, but then I think eventually the Bears will run away with it like the Steelers did. Yeah, no, I'm going to be honest. I will never take uh, anyone over the Bears um, as long as we're doing this. Uh, that's my bias talking. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, the Giants' O-line, I think that's the biggest thing. They looked absolutely horrendous against the Steelers. So, I think Khalil Mack's going to come in here and have a uh, MVP-type for performance. Um, I think he's going to get at least two sacks. Um, I'm hoping for closer to three or four. That would be great. But I think Khalil Max is going to go off. Um, if you watch the right side of the line um, against that Steelers team, I mean, uh, they were just horrendous. Um, their right tackle is the, the worst I've ever seen in my life. He, you know, he looked absolutely lost out there. So I think the, the defense is just going to go um, and play uh, lights out. Um, and then, you know, the Giants defense looked quite all right against the Steelers. Um and I'm just hoping that Mitch starts off fast and, uh, you know, gets gets some things going early. Um, biggest thing is they need to score in the red zone. Um, they need to score touchdowns. Uh, good teams get touchdowns. Uh, bad teams get field goals. Um, so, I mean, I think the Bears are going to win this pretty easily. I'm going to go by two scores. Um, and I think we start off, you know, 2-0. and And uh, there's a, it's a little bright spot in our season. For sure. Um, and then we got the Rams traveling to Philly to take on the Eagles. Um, Rams are favored to win this one, and I'm going to take the Rams because I think they're. I think Jared Goff is better than Carson Wentz right now. Right now, I said right now. Not you know, If you look at it, Jared Goff did go first, didn't start until his second year. Um, and Carson Wentz, I think, started right away, I'm pretty sure. And Carson Wentz doesn't look good right now. And they he struggled against a defense that – their defensive line was good, but the rest of their defense was not very good. And I think the Rams have a totally better defense at different areas than the Washington football team did. And I think their uh, their defense is just going to go all over the offensive line there in Philly. And I think Carson Wentz is going to have another bad game. And we may see Jalen Hurts eventually. Maybe not the rest of the season, but maybe they'll bring him in eventually. Not this game, but eventually. Yeah, no, I wish you would have picked the Eagles so I could go against you on this, but I'm going Rams. <laughs> Um, Aaron Donald is going to be a one-man wrecking crew out there. That man is insane at football. He's the best at what he does. Um, and I think he's going to bully that uh, depleted O-line. And uh, Carson Wentz is really going to hate his life for the over the course of the 60 minutes. Um, you know, I thought the Rams looked uh, really good um, when they played the Cowboys. I think their offense, uh, you know, is going to play well. And then I just think uh, Aaron Donald is going to wreck the Eagles and uh, – for that reason, I'm going to have to go to the Rams. Yeah, that 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 possibly will happen because Aaron Donald is just insanely talented um, and insanely strong. 
Uh, but next we got uh, the Vikings heading to Indy to take on the Colts, where 2,000 fans or 2,500 fans will be in attendance. Indy is favored to win this one, and I'm going to ride with them. Um, if I think the Colts are going to lose, I think the Colts are going to lose. And I will be honest with it. I will not have bias because that's not – with what I want to do in life, be a sports journalist, I can't have bias all the time, you know, unless I work for a certain team. So um, I'm going to take the Colts in this one because um, I think week one – was a lot of miscues for a lot of teams, not just the Colts. I think even the Jags had some miscues on defense at times um, where they shouldn't have. And I think um, I think that is not going to happen again. And the Colts are 0-7 in the past seven games in Jacksonville anyway. So, I mean, you kind of just had to see that coming as a possibility at least. Um, I think the Vikings are a decent football team. I think they lost some on defense, and uh, they lost Trey Waynes. They lost Everson Griffin, um, and they just they couldn't stop Aaron Rodgers. And no, Phillip Rivers is not Aaron Rodgers, but I think they're going to figure it out. And I think Jonathan Taylor is going to just show why – I mean, why he should have went first round instead of Edwards Hilaire or instead of anybody drafted over him. He, he's a beast. I think he's the best – he's one of the best better – better picks at running back in the draft. He's top three at least. And I think he's going to prove why. And I think we're going to be able to stop the the pass, especially because, I, I mean, I do like Kirk Cousins, but, you know, I can't deny the fact that he does like to th- turn the ball over a lot. And I think the Colts are going to um, do just that, get turnovers. And I think Xavier Rhodes is going to have a good day against his former team, and he's going to prove him wrong. Um, I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one as well. Um the Vikings are going to go in there and they're going to win. Uh, biggest reason being Kirk Cousins is far better than uh, Philip Rivers. Um, and not a jab at you or anything, but yeah, Philip Rivers sucks. He's terrible. Uh, he's an old man. Um, he throws with the worst throwing mechanics I've ever seen in my life. So yeah, he's horrendous. Uh, Vikings are going to go in there and get a dub. Um, and Kirk Cousins is going to be the biggest reason for that. Uh, their defense is going to, uh, you know, play another good role in that. Um, I say I just think the Vikings have a lot of talent on defense, and um, you guys need to establish your run, um, which you guys didn't do last week very well. Um, and I think that uh, I do think Jonathan Taylor is going to have a breakout game, um, and then I think Naheem Hines is going to uh, do well as well. Um, just if you establish that run, there's a possibility of them winning. I just don't see it. I'm taking the Vikings. All right, and then to next game, we got the Lions in Green Bay to take on the Packers. The Packers are obviously favored to win this game, and I'm going to take the Packers. I don't even have to talk about it. I'm taking the Packers. I am going to go ahead and take the Packers as well. I hope they lose. I would like for them to lose every single week. Um, but, I mean, the Lions are terrible. They're a terrible franchise, terrible city. Uh, Detroit is Cleveland Jr., um, and – I just think Aaron Rodgers has been playing very well. Um, that offense seems to be clicking. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take the Packers on this one. I think they'll get an easy win, and uh, they'll do it a lot more convincingly than the Bears did last week. And then the next game, Falcons in Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas is favored to win, but I'm going to take the Falcons. I think Julio is going to find the end zone. I think Todd Gurley uh, found the end zone last week. I think he's going to keep it going. He's going to get a little streak going. He's going to get in the end zone again. Uh, I think Matt Ryan won't throw for nearly as many yards and nearly as many times, but I think uh, he's going to have a good good game. And I think Dak um, – I don't think Dak can perform as well as everyone wants him to and hopes he does, and I don't think he can do it. So I'm going to take the Falcons. 
have to disagree with you on this one as well. Cowboys are favored minus four and a half. Um, I think the Cowboys, you know, uh, everything is going to click. Um, I think everything is going to click with the Cowboys. Um, their offense is going to play very well. Um, I think Dak has a little bit better game this time, moving the ball. Uh, Atlanta's defense, um, I think, isn't as talented as the Rams or good as the Rams. Um, so I got a. I still have the Falcons, you know, doing their thing on offense, especially with the uh, Leighton Andervesh, who broke his collarbone. Um, you know, that's a tough loss for the Cowboys. I wanted to bring that up. But, um, yeah, no, I still have the Cowboys winning this, um, and I think they win it uh, pretty convincingly. And then next we got the Bills at Dolphins. We got Buffalo favored to win this one, and I'm going to go with the Bills because I don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. He showed me last week against a Patriots defense that lost a ton that he couldn't get it done. He turned the ball over three times. That's ridiculous. I think Josh Allen is a great quarterback, um, and obviously he does um, stumble at times and isn't as great as I say he is, but I think that, you know, he's going to get it done against the Dolphins for sure. Um, yeah, I'm not betting – or I'm not uh, going with the Dolphins ever. Um, you know, they're they're a bad football team. They have, you know, some talent, you know, in certain skill positions, but uh, I'm just – I'm not going to go for the Dolphins, especially with a tough Buffalo Bills team, uh, with you know, with a really good defense. I know um, that they're going to – play very well against uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, showing what he did last week against a less talented defense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then we got the Washington football team 1-0 taking on the Arizona Cardinals 1-0. Arizona's favored to win this game. And I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Um, I would – that would be awesome if Washington won, but I just – I'm too high on the Cardinals at the moment to see the Washington football team uh, getting it done again against a uh, better – a better team, a better quarterback, a better receiving core. Just there's just too many weapons on that Cardinals team to lose to the Washington football team. You see, that's where you're wrong, uh, Danglin. The Washington football team doesn't even have a name. They're literally named football team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just because you know what is life? It's 2020. Uh, you know the Washington football team is going to win just because of their name. Um, Dwayne Haskins is going to go in there, light it up. No, nah, probably not. He's probably going to have, you know, below average to average numbers. Um, but I have the uh, Washington football team, you know, coming hot off of a win. I have them beating the Cardinals next week. All right. And then we got Ravens at Texans. Who you got? Um, I think almost everyone, if they don't, if you, you know, go against the Ravens, you are stupid. Um Lamar Jackson's really good at football, um, and then the Ravens just have – they have so many good players on defense. It is ridiculous. Um, you know, I don't see too many teams that can compete with them outside of maybe Kansas City, Tampa Bay, um, the Saints, you know, teams like that. For sure. Um, I'm gonna also going to have to go Ravens here. I think that's the easy pick. I think Texans show they can't really pass the ball well, and the Kansas City defense isn't – isn't nearly as good as the Ravens' defense is. Um, Baltimore is obviously favored to win this game, and there's a reason for that. So I'm going to take the Ravens. Uh, but next we got Chiefs at Chargers. Kansas City is favored to win this one. I think they're going to win it by a blowout, 45-10. to 10. Ooh, That is a bold take. I'm going to have to go against you on this one. I got the L.A. Chargers. I think the T Chiefs are by far the better team. Um, but I think Pat Mahomes is going to have some slip-ups next week. Um, Tyrod Taylor led Chargers, by the way. 
Yeah, I understand this, but you're not listening. Right. Uh, what's his? Oh, uh, dude, what is it? I get, I feel stupid, but um, Justin Herbert is about to come in, come in, um, and take over for Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor gets benched, uh, playing against the Chiefs. I think they start off slow. The Chiefs get a comfortable lead, and then uh, Justin Herbert's gonna come in and absolutely tear them up, uh, light up the league, and uh. He's going to come in and get his first win, and I think that the Chargers team has a whole lot of talent. They just uh, – they need a quarterback. And Tyrod Taylor has been known throughout his career to be – he's that guy that gets replaced by rookie quarterbacks. So, first it was in Buffalo. He took him to the playoffs. They ended up losing. He left to the Browns. He got traded to the Browns. Josh Allen comes in in that draft and replaces him in uh, Buffalo. And then – and after the game against the Saints, he gets replaced by Baker Mayfield in Buffalo. He ends up leaving, and now he's on the Chargers. He is starting after Phillip leaves, and now Justin Herbert is the backup. Justin Herbert will eventually come in by week six, in my opinion. He will at least be the starter by week six. Um, then we got Sunday Night Football, Patriots at Seahawks. Seattle's favorite to win this game. I'm going to go Seahawks. Um, just because Cam Newton didn't show he could really do anything throwing-wise last week, and I think Russell Wilson did so much last week. And obviously, that's my NFL MVP. How can I go against them? You know what I mean? So, and I think their defense is solid over there. The Patriots, um, the Patriots did get some turnovers last week. But then again, they were playing Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're going to be playing a little bit tougher of an opponent and Russell Wilson this week. And um, I think Chris Carson's, uh, the run game is going to be uh, 10 times better this week um, because last week it, they were struggling. But he did uh, get some in the past game. So hopefully uh, either way, as long as he gets points for my fantasy team, I'm cool with it. But uh, I think the Russell Wilson led Seahawks are going to get this dub. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you on this. I think this is a safe pick. Um, I know the Patriots won last week. It wasn't super convincing though. Um, you know, I'd like to see them throw the ball a bit more. Um, and I, you know, I don't know how easy that's going to be with their lack of weapons as far as receivers go. Um and, uh, you know, I just don't think that they're going to be able to, uh, you know, establish a good run game against the uh, Seahawks, um, especially, you know, with the new addition of Jamal Adams coming in and, uh, you know, helping uh, stack the box a little bit. Um, you know, Bobby Wagner is a great, a great linebacker, um, you know, arguably the best in the league. Um, and then Russell Wilson is just, I mean, he's a phenomenal player. He's going to extend plays and, uh, you know, they're going to have to sack him, uh, you know, to have a chance at winning this game. I don't think that, uh, you know, they can put enough pressure on uh, Russell Wilson. So, you know, I have the Seahawks winning this game, and I think it's going to be pretty convincingly and uh, show that the Patriots have a lot of work to do. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree. Uh, and then we got Monday Night Football, New Orleans and Las Vegas. Uh, New Orleans is um, favored to win this game. Um, I'm going to take the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to take them. And I think it's because uh, their defense did give up 30 points to a team that has a whole lot of new on their offense. But I think their defense um, is possibly going to stop Drew Brees a little bit, and they're going to have to rely on their run game, which their run game's solid. But I think if you slow down Drew Brees, you slow down the Saints in general. And I think they're going to be able to do that. It's going to be a one-time thing. The, the, the Raiders aren't going to be good. <laughs> I don't think the Raiders are going to be good at all. Um, but I think uh, they're going to get the dub, um, and it's the first game in Las Vegas. Uh, why not? Uh, you get to show off the new stadium, Allegiant Stadium, I believe it's called. 
I think Derek Carr is going to go out there and have a game like he did last year in Lucas Oil where he just threw for three touchdowns and just wrecked a, a solid defense because they were good last year. Um, but I think uh, they're going to – he's going to go in and he's going to show out for all the Las Vegas Raiders fans out there. I have to disagree with you on this one as well. Um, you know, like you said, they do need to establish a run. I just don't know that they can really do that against this uh, this good Saints defense. If you defense, if you watch them, their defense. I mean, they played very well. Um, so yeah, no, I just think the Saints defense is going to be too much for them. I don't know necessarily that Drew Brees will be. You know, especially with that injury to Michael Thomas, that's going to hurt him a little bit. But I just see their team being, you know, light years ahead of them, uh, the Raiders. So I'm going to have to go with the uh, Saints on this one. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here in the end zone. Pretty long episode, but I enjoyed it. Thanks for being on here with me, Kate. Uh, we will see you guys next week.